Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Shutcast. We're interrupting your already interrupted normal programming because we wanted to make a statement. A diabolical decree, if you will. Here at the Shudcast, we live, breathe, and will hopefully die trying to not only be decent horror fans, but also decent people. We recognize that this is a constantly evolving process and one that requires actual work and the willingness to shut the fuck up when it isn't our turn to speak. You've been experiencing our bi-weekly episodes, now hearing our voices from the long lost time of December to January. We have an extensive backlog of content ready to release that encapsulates our deep, dark descent into what 2020 is continuing to give us. That journey is pretty gnarly, but we're skipping ahead because things need to be said and because you all need to hear about Blackula. More on that in a bit. We are saddened and angered, not only by the fact that black men and women are being systematically murdered by a brutalizing force of institutional racism, cops, but also by the fact that it's taken so many of us so long to wake up to the privilege that allows it to continue. The Shudcast is made up of three white men and a biracial dude. Hi, I'm Lucas. I'm the biracial dude. We have all experienced privilege in how we were able to navigate our interactions with racism. From coming from towns where Confederate flags hang off the backs of trucks to growing up in Los Angeles, where we are falsely led to believe we're at the vanguard of social justice. Even being remotely involved in the horror community, which is known for its supposed, and often true, welcoming nature of all walks of life, we get comfortable in thinking we have it figured out. We don't. And this country certainly doesn't. But Shudder might. This upcoming episode chronicles our experiences with the black exploitation masterpiece, Blackula, and how its timeliness regarding police brutality and racial injustice are absolutely frightening and very much also depressing. A 1972 cult horror flick snapped into focus for us that this shit hasn't changed in America at all. And we discussed the ways in which our inherent privileges have kept us from acting in the past and how we might be better allies for the future. The only reasons we're skipping ahead to the present and releasing an episode is because we believe the nature of the material we're educating ourselves with is timely, and that if some other graciously privileged listener hears how we're coming to terms with our own advantages and the steps we're attempting to take to not continue to be quiet and complacent, then we believe our content might be useful. So go out and read Black Voices, listen to Black Podcasts, watch Black movies, donate, march, everything you can do. And then, if you think this totally unsolicited and unwarranted horror podcast might be useful, come back to it. We'd love for you to experience this moment along with us. And if you want to get right to the meaty good stuff involving the film, skip ahead to about the 40-minute mark and unburden yourselves of listening to us being weird during quarantine. There's body horror involved. From the four of us, we love you all. Unless you're racist, then, like, why are you even listening? Long live Shudder. Black Lives Matter. Blackula Blade for President 2020. Our opinions are our own, yes. And we truly love you, Shudder. I mean, Master.
Should but we, yeah, if Lucas chimes in with "I have a weird body thing," we get we better take it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so right. Right. Lucas, reintro that as well. Okay, <laughs> so we got to hear Cody and Asa talk about being new puppy dads, and then Curtis talked about uh, his new weird body thing that he found in his shoulder, and I also have a weird body thing. So uh-huh. in it's really <laughs> uncomfortable. In uh, during quarantine, I, I I think that most of us haven't been wearing a lot of shoes for most of <laughs> most of the quarantine. Oh, so my too. feet uh-huh. got weird and hard. <laughs> <laughs> so and so like I, I I like like uh, like Gollum feet, like oh. <laughs> like like the stone people from Game of Thrones. So, oh no! So I, I told, I asked a girl I know. I was like, "What do I do about this?" Because they know know about skin there. She's like, "You got to do a foot peel." And I was like, "What is a foot oh, peel?" What? Oh, I know what you did. So I, did I bought one, a foot oh. peel mask, and you put your feet in these like Ziploc bags with a chemical in it for an hour. And so your feet are just in these bags, soaking this stuff up, and it's like, and and it takes a week to do. I was like, what do you mean it takes a week to do? And after the first shower, my feet started falling off. It, I, I am taking off sheets of skin from the bottom of my feet, and I'm freaking out because it won't stop. I'm in day two of this, and they won't stop healing. Lucas, congratulations. You got like four or five days left. I've done this before. Uh, What's going to be left? What? I don't, understand. I don't know <laughs> why this keeps happening. Just bone feet? Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's like it, it's like how snakes shed their skin, right? It's just your feet sure. doing that for days on end, yeah, and it is so. But we're not snakes. It's so gratifying there. to just pull off that when they come off in a whole sheet too. Like you get the whole bottom of your foot in one thing. It's uh-huh. gratifying as fuck. <sighs> it's better that. than I picking at that. scabs, man. Fuck. I was wow. freaking myself out. I was like, yeah. there's going to be nothing left by the from a week from now. Well, are you going to yeah, show that's us? Scary. I'm, yeah, I, I, did you take photos of like I, before? Because, no, I. Like, what, what concerned you is what I'm mm-hmm. concerned with. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've never uh, been in a position where I thought, you know what? I gotta get rid of like four inches of my foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like the back of my heels were like mm. graying and like cracking, and then like the mm. out like outer of my toes. This is so gross talking about this. But the outer of my toes are <laughs> like getting white and hard and calloused. And I'm like, that's uh-huh. got to be because I'm not wearing socks and shoes. Did right it smell like so anything? Long. It didn't smell. No, that was probably okay. the best part is my yeah. feet stopped smelling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were encrusted in <laughs> the protective husk that allowed you to hobble around your house in Van Nuys. So, yeah, so that's my quarantine update. Wow. Yeah, it's, That's it's, wild. It's gone from what have we watched to how have our bodies changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, Welcome back I just to the Shutcast. Shutcast. <laughs> what, what about nicknames? What are we going to do? We need some cool nicknames? I think so. I want to kind of boy band it. Like, I want to. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get like, when we have fans, they'll have posters. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like, K- like K-pop fans. Are we going to let Cody be 
Sir Lord of Edge or no? Is it just... No, you can't pick your own. <laughs> it picked it. I modified it. No, well, because so... because Edge Lord you don't like, so that has no. to be your <laughs> Sir Lord of Edge puts enough flair into it where cool. you accept it, and thus it cannot be. Yeah. You Edge Lorded your Edge Lordness on yes. that one. Yeah, you added a sir to it. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So Yeah, his is easiest, just Edgelord for sure. Cody, Edgelord Schneiders. That's him. Mm -hmm. He's here. And Lucas. I believe I believe hospice was thrown out for me, which (laughs) I don't fully understand. (laughs) I'll I'll accept it, but Hospice, which is guest in Latin. I'm no longer a guest. He's no longer a guest. But no, No, I moved in, baby. But inside you are. We could do it in German, but that's kind of a I want to stay away from German these days. There's a lot going on, and things are changing, and I want to distance myself. Yeah, so I've been, I've been learning German. So when I'm in the backyard and I'm, like, doing Cody. my German lessons and I'm, like, speaking out loud, I get really uncomfortable and I have to be all quiet. Because, right. like, the other, cause the other day I was doing it in my backyard, right? And I felt somebody looking at me, and I looked up, and my neighbor who lives behind me, who happens to be, like, um, devout Jewish man, was, like, uh-huh. looking down at me from his backyard. Yeah, and I was As like, he should. Because <laughs> German never sounds nice. It I disagree. Sound I think it's German a is percussive. a beautiful language. No, it's not. Beautiful. I think it's beautiful it's unless not. it's yelled. If it's yelled, it's not beautful. If it's, I've only ever heard it yet. Ein Reich, ein Volk. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, that, no, that no, was. I love you, it. dearest. It's not. Ich liebe dich, because I love you. But that's okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Even that. <laughs> it's have, so percussive and angry. It's an angry sounding language. You have yeah. so many rooms in your house. And yet you choose to learn German outside. <laughs> God, you've earned What that is nickname. with that choice? I got a smoking yeah. habit. Because <laughs> other people need to know how edgy he is because he didn't learn, he didn't learn Spanish, like which you could use. He didn't learn French, which is poetic. He I already learned, learned Spanish. <laughs> oh, oh, you learned Spanish? In high school and college. Yeah, so you know Spanish. No, not at all. But I already did it once, so that ship has sailed, man. Oh, so you're just gonna like learn just you're gonna learn and forget German is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Maybe. All right, well power to you. Lucas, culture expert. Is that sticking? Is that is that the nickname? I guess I we can we can flare it up a little bit. I feel like culture experts. Oh, he gets to flare his name up? Well Well, I'm putting it to the group. (laughs) Culture expert's his title. I don't know if that's his nickname. If I could just change it, it would be the beautiful professor. (laughs) (laughs) If I get to just pick my own. But that's not the way this can works. We just, can we just use that, please? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really not against beautiful professor. I, gotta be I think that's perfect. Lucas, the beautiful professor, long. Yeah, I guess it sticks. Uh, I mean, I don't hate sleeveless for Curtis. We're just, yeah. yeah. Sleeveless? Yeah. Sleeveless Wait, or you, sleeves? You, you yes. said in the group chat that you were wearing sleeves. And I know, I, I changed can, it for you guys. <laughs> you were not. Oh, was, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, his like, arm ripple uh-huh. destroyed. <laughs> just, yeah, he doesn't cut no, these off. No, he just does no, that no. arm ripple yeah. and it just creates a perfect seam <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> and rips all the way down to my to my hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ask me how, but that's, that's what it your does. Your shoulders <laughs> reacting violently to sleeves. <laughs> <Just, laughs> <laughs> like this shit cast, casts off. <laughs> so we're in agreement. So the the what was it, Lucas? The beautiful professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the beautiful the professor. Sleeves, sleeves, uh-huh. sleeves, sleeves. Like I have sleeves. Oh, oh. He doesn't like that, so yep, it's sleeves. <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> he protested, so now it's sleeves. <laughs> and now Austin. Co- um, Cody, you're edgelord. Yeah. I will accept hospice. 
<laughs> I I don't like hospice because he's not he's like not a guest that. anymore, and also uh-huh. it's just like we'll just call him any Latin thing. The interloper. Interloper. Yeah, he interloped like like Satan does in your lives. Interloped into the into the fold. We we accepted. I don't, I don't him know in. that I was inter. I don't know that I interloped. I believe I was cordially invited. If anything, I'm more like a <laughs> Sna- I'm more like a, more like a vampire. <laughs> Satan's a sneaky oh, beast. Topical. Uh. <laughs> Blackula. You're black. No, no, no. <laughs> he doesn't like it. He, he, he gets it. <laughs> I don't like it for all of us. <laughs> it's not personal dislike. It's group protection. Well, maybe it'll come. I don't know. Yeah, we'll let this go organically. Mm-hmm. Doug? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Nug? No, t- no, Doug. Oh, that's just another name. <laughs> that nickname can't be another name. Why not? You're protesting. <laughs> Austin, Doug Farmer. Yeah, we don't know why. <laughs> because I protested her nickname just being some <laughs> other guy's name. Yeah. Lucas, the beautiful professor, Sleeves, Edgelord, and Doug. <laughs> Fuck, I got the worst one. <laughs> All right, it has to stick because I hate it, so it has to stick. <laughs> Doug it is. Well, we are the worst boy band in the history yeah. of horror podcasts. <laughs> and we'd accept it no other way. Oh, yep, shit. that's how we like it. Do you really want us to introduce ourselves that way, though? I don't know if I can, like, willingly call myself oh, Edward. Well, now you have to. Well, now, <laughs> now, okay, now, okay, we have now decided that we have to introduce ourselves in that way because you don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't want to do it. I'm just saying I don't know if I can, I don't know if oh, I can willingly You, you do absolutely that. can, Cody. So, say, yeah. Say so, it. Say it. Say it. Fucking say it. Sir Lord of Ed. No, no, no. We're not no. fucking moving on. No. Mm-mm. We can wait. We <laughs> We're in quarantine. <laughs> I'm not sleeping tonight. I got anyway. enough beer. I got enough beer. This is the keep. most enjoyable thing I've done in two weeks. I will sit in this. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun, guys. My right foot started peeling again, so we can, <laughs> <laughs> I've got shit to do. <laughs> Edgelord presiding. No, you have to say hi. I'm Cody Edgelord Schneiders. There, there's For a the line. people in the back, Cody. <laughs> So what are you, Austin? Are you gonna say okay, Austin Doug Farmer? I know. Is good. No, I have to clarify that that's not my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a name. See, I have I have work to or, put into or, my nickname. Or we start convincing people that Austin's been your nickname the whole time, and then your real name is <laughs> Doug. <laughs> I think I have a cousin named Doug Farmer. Oh. Wonderful. Hi, everybody. I'm. Cody Mays, Edge Lord Schneiders. Whew, hot damn! Great, I love that. <laughs> yes, you, you saved me. Are. <laughs> I was just gonna, because you said Edge Lord. I was just if you really wouldn't do it, I was just gonna cut that together. But you <laughs> yeah. saved me some time, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Can you just cut out maybe the <laughs> part? There's no reason for we'll that. Man. I don't know why I said it. I don't know why I said my. That whole is name. your name. It is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said it though. Hi, I'm Curtis Sleeves. <laughs> Wah, because I don't like to wear sleeves ever. That's that's the point of the nickname. Anyway, Jesus Christ, Lucas just held up a piece of his foot skin. <laughs> oh no, did he? Yep. Yeah, you miss it. <laughs> Lucas, was it was it one of the crusty pieces that's like a little hard, oh, or no, was it like a bearded edge, dragon this cage? Is, this is around the inside of the toe. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah man. Happy for it. you. See, the good news is that you don't have any fungus because if you had fungus, that stuff smells. Oh Jesus yeah, this Christ. this is but, non-smelly stuff. Let's give it. No, it, seriously, it helped cure my Ooh, foot fungus. You had foot fungus? A dollar to eat it. 
I had I had some pretty gnarly some two dollars for a while. Yeah, <laughs> it tastes like the stuff. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you know, oh, he knows. He knows what it tastes. Like. He's tried. Curiosity got him. I've eaten foot skin before. Really? Yeah, I've eaten my own foot skin. Oh, I've never. I, I do not know. Here's new. Mm-mm. I honestly don't it's, know if I've ever eaten my foot skin. I peeled off a piece of so thick once. I want to see if I could actually chew through it. Ah! I got, Guys, I'm gonna barf. <laughs> this is insane. Oh, I'm so sorry, listeners. And what's I, I, like? I know you watch horrific shit, and that's why you like this podcast. But this is way, way out of my fucking league. <laughs> chewing, chewing on thick foot skin is where is I draw the line. The, this is the most horrific horror one. podcast that's ever existed <laughs> yes. at this moment. F- you last ass on the left. <laughs> Go f- yourself, last. No. We're in the shirt park. No! <laughs> Without shirts, wearing masks because no. we're not fucking no. psychopaths. Yeah, for clarity, for clarity, I am not a part of this. Cool. Well, I am, and I cool. joined after the beef started. But you know what? When I show up to something, I'm fucking in, man. <laughs> if I show up, I'm if not- I show up late to the party, and and the the pressure is building. There's about to be a fight, and Curtis is like, "Hey, we got to fight those guys." Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna ask questions. Like, we're throwing down. No, well, I'm here. We're throwing down. There That's how is. it goes. That's, That's how Doug. I. That's what we I know Doug be- to be. <laughs> I'm Doug. You're gonna get Doug. You got Doug. I will be there to defuse the situation to try to come to a reasonable conclusion solution. Right. I'm saying we're past that, and you mm-hmm. you're in or out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I have no, but I'm gonna have to side with you guys. You there, guys okay, are my friends. Go. I can't. There we That's go. The point. So last on the left can go f- themselves. <laughs> Marcus, Henry, Ben. Why do you don't. know their names? Don't learn their names. It <laughs> makes it harder to don't listen to them. <laughs> I've known you them said it a million don't times. Don't I could not tell them. you who those three people are. Larry, Jeff, David. I don't know. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. You guys he just said it. I forgot right. it. Gone. Where, what was? What were those guys that had? They had a. They had a. Uh, a car repair shop chain. The, oh, the pep pep boys. Pep boys. Were they pep boys? <laughs> the longest route to that punchline. <laughs> right, we're getting old, guys. We're starting to do the thing. <laughs> what's that? What's that <laughs> thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah fuck the Pet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the Pet Boys podcast. That's what I remember. That I will always remember. That they're the Pet Boys podcast. Someone brought up. Podcast. I saw on a on a social media. Do you remember that old Sears uh, air conditioning commercial? Where the husband's like opening, or the wife's like, I thought you were to call the air conditioner guy. She's like, I'll call them. She's like, call them? Call them. You don't yep. remember that? You yes, remember that Sears commercial? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll oh, call yeah, I do. It's like, I'll call them. <laughs> that I, I oh, just, this, what does this have to hold do with Hold on. Fun? I have a related commercial tangent that we'll get back to what we're supposed to be doing. I recently, I do not remember this commercial because I believe it aired before I was conscious. My father recently told me about there's a orange juice commercial. Oh. And it's a family sitting around a table. And you can look it up on YouTube and I encourage you to do it because it's fantastic. But it's a family sitting around a table. And the, and the dad or something is like, hey, hey, son, why don't you drink your orange juice? And he's like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to do what you say or something like that. And the mom's like, well, who, who would you listen to? And the, and the kid goes, Robert Loja. <laughs> Robert Loja is an actor, and you probably know him as the, the like, general secretary of defense guy from Independence Day. He is, he is a man who, no matter his age, looks old. 
He is not an actor that any eight-year-old child would ever be familiar with. No. So the kid says, Robert Loja. Door opens, in walks, Robert Loja. And the kid goes, Robert Loja? <laughs> he says, you got to drink your orange juice, kid. And he starts gulping it down. And it is the most phenomenally insane commercial I've ever seen. It's wild. It's real wild. Can we step on your intro, Lucas? Yeah, Lucas, introduce yourself. Hello, listeners. I'm Lucas, the beautiful Professor Long. Fuck yeah. And there it is. There you are. That's it. You, have the, you have the best one, objectively. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And we accepted it. Sure. Definitely objectively. Yeah, we accepted <laughs> it because it was too good. Yeah, we, couldn't, we could not. Well, yeah, that's the worst part. Yeah, because he was the only one that we went, it's too good, you can keep it. The rest of us were like, no, you hate yeah. it. You're objecting. Yeah. Now it's well, ridiculous. Well, we didn't come up with a good one. Cody, if you had done a, a if you had suggested something just empirically better than Edgelord, <laughs> that would have been your nickname. But you didn't, so you didn't get it. Um, on that note, hi everyone. I'm Austin Doug Farmer. <laughs> the nickname here is Doug. <laughs> Not a nickname. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and that is us. We are the, the Shudcast oh, yeah, team. Shudcast. Uh, just like the podcast itself, we are here, and it makes no sense why. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've listened to either five minutes of us already or 25 minutes of, of us already, depending on how much we decided to fucking leave in here. Well, a little over 17 minutes is what it seems like. So thank you for your patience and welcome to the show. Again, skip ahead to like 40 minutes-ish for the movie talk or, you know, just hang out with us because, you know, it's quarantine and, you know, we're not doing much. And, you know, please, please hang out with us because we need friends, even if we can't interact with them. Just please, just stay. Just listen to it. You Who got time. You have be. fucking time. We know you have time. You ain't doing shit unless you're one of the assholes at the beach fucking yeah. throwing frisbees at <laughs> yeah. strangers and shit. Yeah, you better not have shit to do. Uh, outside of the horrendousness that is just our daily lives and the skin we're peeling off our body parts, what horrifically cool shit did we watch this week? Anything good? I, I haven't uh, watched I, Almost anything, because I, I got a puppy now, and and that has occupied the vast majority of my time. Just watch movies with the puppy. Well, I also joined a Moby Dick book club. It's a long book, so I have to spend a lot of time reading that book. That is insane. It's great. It's insane. This is quarantine, guys. When you say Moby Dick book club, is it? Are you're only reading Moby Dick, and you're just like, once you're done. Back to, back the, to back it. To page one. <laughs> Call me Ishmael. <laughs> right, in, right over again. <laughs> Let me clarify. <laughs> we have broken it up. Not we. There's a guy who did this. We broke it up into sections, and we every week read a certain amount of it and then discuss what we have read. Have you actually read anything? Yes, I'm like 200 pages in. Oh, fuck. Have you actually brought good discussion points to the conversation? Absolutely not. I <laughs> sit and listen because the people who are in it are very insightful and very smart, and I worry that if I say things, they will laugh at how dumb I am. <laughs> so it's more of like a, like a lecture series that I'm a part of. <laughs> Do you know these people? I know two of them. Yeah. They are pretty much all in New York, and I know two of them. So I don't feel comfortable looking like an idiot. But I try to get one one or two good jokes in a week, and then oh, I've okay. made my mark. Yeah. I, I am very intimidated by anyone from New York talking about art. Like, I remember going there, and I'm like, you just don't. You just don't. When you go there, just don't bring it up. Because no. everyone's like, you do, yeah. you do what? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or you I just fucking listen. bring it up. Yeah. I, I, 
they're all like Brooklyn. They're all like Brooklyn hipster. No man, just just go to a museum in New York. I forget which one, but one of them, a couple of them have Pollock paintings. Uh Just go and just stand in front of the Pollock painting. For like 35 minutes, eventually, someone will ask you how. Oh, I want to do that so bad. Just dump me into a f- fucking pond of ma- Brooklyn hipsters. Just fucking burn it down. <laughs> that should be my fucking nickname, burn it down. <laughs> it's bullshit. No, no it's, God too it's, it's too good. <laughs> it's too cool. It can't be cool. <laughs> Look, I, this is cool. Yeah. I'd modify it to sleeve burn. I like sleeve burn. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> I do like sleeve burn. We'll consider it. We'll It'll consider be, it's it. it's right. in the committee. It's in the we'll table. Sleeve burn. It. Take it to a vote. <laughs> Great. Well, that's how about something. this? For the next two weeks, we can. We have two. Here's weeks a to cement, Propose bro. adjustments. <laughs> <Here's> a cement. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks to propose you're adjustments taking, that you, will be reviewed by the you, committee of our peers. You're only further solidifying <laughs> how permanent your nickname is. You've established a committee, Edge Lord. <laughs> You're the kid who's protesting detention and the teacher's not having it, and they're just doling out more detention. <laughs> I'd like to clarify that I am not protesting. Oh my god! Uh, just—he's voicing his disagreement. I am. Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing, Doug. Thank you very much. All right. So yes, Moby yes, Dick Edge Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what I. That's my horror. That kicks experience. us off. Holy shit. <laughs> I still have cop- Cody's copy of Evil Dead 2, and I promise I'll watch it at some point. It's okay. I think all of you have a, yeah. at least one piece of media. I'm of about mine. to list so many things that I've watched that isn't the piece of media Cody gave me, and it's going to make <laughs> me feel like trash, but I'm going to fucking I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm just going to... Yeah, I, I, dr- I drove that to you in quarantine under duress. Right. I know. It was really hot, too. It was hot. That it was day, obnoxiously that day was super hot. hot. Do you remember that day? I mean, that's my own fucking problem for picking that day to yeah, do it. And on the bike. You could have done the car. I did half it. I read Hellbound Heart. I re- all right? I'm 50% oh, that's there. great. Half of it? It's like, half of the media. Oh, you yeah, read the whole yeah, book? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? What I just fucking loved it. It was goddamn. It's great, right? I love the way Clive Barker, he describes seasons in a way that no other author describes them. Like, my favorite kid's book it may be my favorite book of all time is the thief of always and he describes february the opening line is the great gray bees february ate harvey swick alive and it's just like and he does mm. i see where that comes from in hellbound heart he describes seasons in a very much more mature and longer sexual way in this one and it's just yeah, i love it yeah <laughs> it's so good. that book wants to fuck yeah <laughs> makes me a little bit big wet. fan of that <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run through the shit I've I've seen since we've done this last, the Frighteners, the Nice Guys, Ready or Not, the movie we did tonight, mm. we're talking about tonight. I watched mm-hmm. The Five Bloods, I watched mm. the King of Staten Island, Knives Out again, uh, Twister, Booksmart, Come to Daddy, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Yep. Of those things, I'm gonna say that uh, King of Staten Island. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's yeah. surprising. Yeah. It's really fucking good. It's too long, but it's one of those movies where it's a hangout film, and I just want to sit there with those characters, and I like Pete Davidson now, so here we are. Wow. That uh, must be great. It is Still really on good. the fence about a, Pete Davidson. Yeah, that's a mountain for me to climb. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Give it a shot. Bill Burr. Oh, it's fantastic. In that movie. Oh, well, he's great. Bill Burr's in that? <laughs> Bill Burr's yeah. a master. 
He is. Oh, I just watched him give Joe Rogan so much shit about Joe Rogan's <laughs> attitude towards Corona. It's hilarious. Oh, God. I watched it, too. I watched it earlier, too. It was fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Please send that to me. That sounds yeah. Oh, it's great, because Joe Rogan's like, uh, uh, I think it's stupid. Don't be a bit Like, doing his, like, macho bullshit. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you don't want to look like a bitch or whatever. And Bill Burr's like, what the fuck are you yeah, fucking you... stupid? Like, <laughs> fucking doctors just put on the fucking mask. <laughs> yeah, he's like, such a big fucking man with your open nose and mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I make you fucking man. <laughs> It's I love great. that. That's probably the only man in the country that's like willing to just burn it down with Joe Rogan. It's so fucking good. I think Bill Burr is like the, the man mm-hmm. yeah. in America. Like mm-hmm. he, I think he's the manliest man because he doesn't fall into the traps of what being a man is, but he ain't afraid of shit. I mean, he had the entire city of Philadelphia yelling at him and he just stood there on stage. And have you seen this video no. of him? Oh, this oh. is the greatest. He was doing stand up at this like charity event in like a stadium in Philadelphia. And it didn't he he it didn't go great and they started booing and he had like 8 minutes left. So he just sits on the stage and he's like, "No, no, I'm not getting off. Fuck you. Fuck this city. Fuck the Eagles. I never want a fucking Super Bowl. You fucking pussies. 7 minutes. I got 7 minutes. This is a bullshit town. Fucking Philly cheesesteak. Fuck your Liberty Bell." And he just goes on the city of Philadelphia for like 9 minutes and it's it is wonderful. He goes overtime to fuck Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just destroying them. It's fantastic. I just kind of want to see you do your Bill Burr for the next ten minutes. It's fine. (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) Uh, The only other one I'll call out here, other two I'll call out. Watch the Five Bloods. It's fucking great. Uh, Another really long one, but it's it's fantastic. Um, And then Come to Daddy, which I watched last night, and a legit Mm. horror film, I'd say. And holy shit, I was not prepared for how weird that fucking thing is. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I I still haven't seen it, but I read so many people that said that it wasn't at all a horror movie. We've seen, we've covered movies on this podcast already that are less horrific. Right. Well, yeah. I thought that was, I, I don't know, it was surprising to me just because, like, you watch the trailer, you read the, read the premise, and you're like, this sounds like it's a fucking horror movie. And people were like, nah, it's not a horror well, movie. Well, that's the, they would get into that conversation of what constitutes horror for people. Would I say it scared me ever? No, I was never scared. But I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit, this is fucked up, and I don't know where this is going, and I really don't like what happened to that person. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that counts. That counts for me. And, it just it makes weird choices on purpose and leans into them and Elijah Wood is fucking fantastic in it. So, oh, nice. do that. Yeah, that's me. I continued on my plight to watch 365 horror movies this year. I'm behind by, I think like 18 days. Not that bad. Um, not bad. Not bad. I gotta do a couple marathon days. But let's see. What did I watch since we last did this? I watched. Planet of the Vampires, uh, The Vast of Night, The Fly, the original The Fly, Return of the Fly, the original Return of the Fly, uh, Malatesta's Carnival of Blood, which if you guys haven't seen is bonkers weird. Um, it's real fun. Maximum Overdrive. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'd love to. Oh. With an ACDC yes. score. They it's fucking, scored it's, it? It's great. Oh, yeah. Everything about that movie is yeah, insane. Yeah, it's great. No, I'm blanking on which, which record it is, but I had the record as a kid, and I didn't realize that it's just the score to the yeah. movie. Um. It, yeah, it's great. It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, I watched. Uh, I'm not gonna go through the whole list because they get it gets pretty long. But uh, I watched one called "Let's Scare Jessica." Oh, I want to see that. Heard of this? Real bad. It is so good. I cannot recommend it enough. It's fantastic. Um, and I also continued with my um, journey into the depths of the Hellraiser films. <laughs> and you done? It is no. No, it's, it's, I think I started doing, I mean, I started doing this like right after we finished the Friday the 13th yeah. movie. So it's been a long time. Yeah, I know. And 
with the Friday the 13th movies, I wanted to watch one like every day, yeah. right? I was excited <laughs> yeah. to watch them. These, it's not that I'm not excited to watch them. It's that they feel overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not for good reasons. Okay. Yeah. I've only seen the first one, I'm but sure I think I get it. If we're going to do that whole episode one time, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to shut the fuck up until you guys do the same thing that I'm fair, doing. Fair enough. But I, I've anticipated uh, this feeling. So I've, I just. But all I'll say is that Hellraiser 6 <laughs> might be the worst movie I've ever seen. And you're including the Friday it the 13th movies in that? No. no what? No, no I, said the, I said Hellraiser 6 might be the worst movie I've right, ever I'm seen. I'm saying and you're including Jason Takes Manhattan. No. And, and Jason X, you're not, oh, you think it's the worst Hellraiser movie? So you're saying this seen. is worse, worse than, than Jason X Manhattan. I'm going to repeat myself. I don't know how much more fucking clear I could be. It is the worst movie I have so ever you are taking seen. So you are including okay. Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah. That was supposed to be just an offhanded <laughs> remark about how bad the movie was, and you made it weird. <laughs> I'm sorry that I wasn't using my fucking listening oh, ears, okay? Did you? Oh. I did watch Hogzilla, the Joe Bob Ooh, Hogzilla. No, yeah. <laughs> that might be the worst movie I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> It's pretty I bad. Don't know. It's not as bad as it's not as bad as this though. I don't know the it's st- not as bad as the story of Hogzilla because I saw on Twitter everyone talking about because Joe Bob said like oh it's gonna be this one that maybe and everyone's like oh it's Hogzilla I can't wait what is the deal with Hogzilla? Hogzilla was a movie that Joe Bob was in in I think two thousand four and. So you're about to hear some very strange uh, audio glitches that happened. Um, I blame Cody because it's his fault. You might hear more. Look, we're we're in quarantine, so we're having to record separate and sync it up later. So sometimes things get a little weird. Uh, We're going to cut it, but it's kind of fun and weird. So enjoy it. And if it happens again, you've been warned. 2007, the the movie movie never got Friday. (laughs) It just sort of fell off the face of the earth. Right. So Darcy uh, basically found it, got a bunch of people together, suddenly figured out how to you know, navigate this space and had the movie edited, cut, and oh, wow. licensed to release on Shudder uh, as an exclusive okay. premiere. And they, they punked Joe Bob and they made him think that mm-hmm. it was going to be a different movie. So he'd done all these notes on the other movie, right? And then in the middle of the, of the first movie when they're talking, they basically say... No, we're not doing that movie, but they won't tell him what it is. Yeah. He gets irate. Yeah. There was like a moment where I thought he was going to storm off the fucking set because he was not happy. Um, like starts whipping out, like talking about his contract and whether or not he, they're actually allowed to do this, <laughs> oh right? God. To change it up on him. So, and they, they finally spill the beans that they released the movie. And he, he basically says like, this is the worst movie <laughs> ever made. And he's like, it's terrible. And Darcy and the rest of the crew are like, no, it's great. And Joe Bob, you're fucking Joe great. Joe Bob is the only Joe good Bob thing about Joe Bob is great. He's a, good, he's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, he really is the only good thing about it. Everything else about that movie is real bad, and they do they not hate fat fucking people. fat people. In they the movie? Yeah, in the movie. They hate fat people. Uh-huh. Is, is, Hog, is yes. Hogzilla they, a big, they hate big pig, fat or people. is it a fat person? No, dude, it's literally, uh-huh. it's imagine boar without the boar. And not in Australia, and yeah. everything about it is bad boar. Except like Joe Bob. Okay. <laughs> okay. Made by there's my no neighbor big, in her backyard. There's no, it's there's li- no big it, pig. Literally, it's the it's same It's supposed to be a big pig, but <laughs> the thing they made didn't but, work. They had no money, and so it's really mostly just POV shots of. Um, okay. 
of pig killings. <laughs> it is it's it's budge as fuck. Trash. It's what as budge? Did you say budge? B u d g e budge. Oh, oh I'm, I was low budget. With that. Low budget. Yeah. I've never heard that. Either. I didn't know what word you were saying because you didn't use all of it <laughs> <laughs> when you said it. <laughs> Pretty edgy fucking lingo. <laughs> Thanks, Budge, bro. I think the worst part about all this is that every time that this happens, yeah. I can't you help but laugh because right. it's fucking you know hilarious. It's yeah, we love you. You know, we just playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, baby. I know, baby. I know, Doug. <laughs> uh, I watched. Um, I don't know what to start with. I got called. This movie has been haunting me, and I had to watch it again. Time. But the killing of a sacred deer. I had to watch again, and that is still one of my favorite movies I've watched probably in the past, like, two years. That movie's like a fucking two or divorce. It was with uh, Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman. Colin Farrell. What's that director's name? He he directed The Favorite with Emma Stone. Lord, Yorgos Lanthimos. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. You, I think you brought this up on this podcast already, and I've still not seen. That is the only film of his I've not seen. Oh. Yeah, and Lucas, if you're going to describe the film at all right now, I let won't. me know, because I want to take my headphones off, because I actually don't know anything I, about this movie, other than it I, exists, I, I and then it's supposed to be really good. I won't describe it at all, uh, and I will only say that it's imperative that you watch this movie, because it's <laughs> that good. Oh, wow. Whatever you nude? want. Uh, <laughs> cool. And uh, I, I am now willing to admit this. Uh, I had never seen Hellraiser before. And I finally watched Hellraiser for the first time. Yeah. And holy shit, I am in love. I am smitten. Mm -mm. Wait a minute, but you said you'd Mm -mm, seen it. Girlfriend. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. I watched it for the first time while we were watching it. I know. That was two months ago. No, wasn't what? Cody, we're in quarantine time. (laughs) (laughs) A week ago. Everything says I haven't seen you since since 2003. (laughs) So... Uh, yeah, I am. I I think the Cinnabites or whatever they are, like the, the are the funniest things I've ever seen, and I can't. Those are wait. the one. Those are the torture demons who love movies. Cinnabites, Cinnabites. Yeah, this conversation that they have with the girl about like have this like really rational, reasonable conversation about like how to negotiate to not let, yeah. let her live was hilarious, and I loved it. I I like uh, thinking about the teeth guy. Like so in North by Northwest. Yeah, the chatterer. Yeah, Yeah. so I love that movie. And Lucas, just wait till the I can't. That's why I look forward to the most is like they're these guys have my heart. I've only seen two of them, and I think (laughs) I like the second one the best. Um, So there's that. I love Hellraiser two. Oh, I've never seen it. I'll put it on the list. Yeah. Hellraiser 2 is awesome. Yeah. It's one of my, just one of my favorites. The shit you like in the first one, it just leans into the, the second. Good. What a sequel <laughs> supposed to do? I, I do want to just kind of curb, curb everybody's expectations for a second and just let you know, don't necessarily oh. be excited yeah, I'm not about the, the others. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make that clear. I'm very excited for six. Yeah, yeah I cannot stress <laughs> the point enough. How much of a steaming pile of dog poop that Rod later ate and shit out again? It's double poop. That movie is. Dear listeners, for those of you that don't know, my <laughs> yeah, dog we, eats we, his we, own. I think we poop. talked about that off mic, but yeah, his dog. My my dog doesn't. She's an angel. 
<laughs> I mean, oh, I'm not do here to measure dogs, but mine doesn't eat shit. <laughs> I thought we were gonna have, I thought we were gonna <laughs> have an arrangement. Your dog's gonna have to clean up his act before he's good enough for my precious. <laughs> so show this show is so off, wholesome. Off and so we will not talk all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this week we watched we Black You Love. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, hell no, we're not. Oh, we're come on, it's a parody. We said a black one. It's great. It's not a parody. <laughs> oh, you're crazy. Editing it out. No, we had no. a fucking. We could, you're basically a cop. Nope. We basically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not a cop. I haven't done no. Oh, we we've hurt him so bad right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so Cody, you could be I'm, Cody, you could be Sir Edgelord now. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. It's either Sir Lord of Ed. Either Edgelord or cop. Do you want to be a cop right now? Oh uh, no, it's not a cap, Cody. I definitely yeah. don't want to be cop. Yeah, yeah, Edgelord is pretty fuckers. good now. It's, that we show cop in the room. It's ring. Officer Cody Schneider. <laughs> I think my new favorite. <laughs> meme is the like if blank 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 that person's a cop and I, I saw it earlier that was like if someone uh-huh. names Gatorade by their actual names and not the colors they're a cop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone was like, well, but you gotta know the difference between like frost blue and blue ice because oh. they're different flavors and someone else was like no it's blue and light blue but nice try officer <laughs> 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 Those are great. If if you internet do more of that. Who's shutting this one down? Blackula, oh 1972. I think I, I got the Slumber I Party Mayor Austin. So I'm not sure. Not, yeah, I think which. it's Mayor yes. Curtis. <laughs> Lucas agrees it's one of us. I'll take it. Do it, uh, Curtis. All right, Curtis does it. Probably the <gasps> wisest time. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're, you're for obvious reasons. You're good. All right, everyone, there's one minute on the clock. I'm setting it now. Ready, set, go. All right, Blackula, 1972, one of the uh, forefront black exploitation films that starts with a, a an African lord going to Count Dracula's castle hoping to try and stop slavery. And Dracula's like, nah, I'm a fucking edgelord bitch, and I just want to fucking keep slavery going. So he kills the count, whose name I cannot remember, and leaves his... He kills the count by biting him, so he's going to become a vampire, and he has to sit in his little coffin forever. And then we fast forward, <clears throat> and then two antiquators buy that coffin. Blackula comes back to life because Dracula named him that, and he tries to look for his wife, who died in the same chamber as him. And he's looking around, he kills a bunch of people, and... And then there's this cop who's also like talking about how police brutality is fucking bullshit because it is. And then Blackula starts killing the cops because fuck the police. And then they end up in a warehouse at the end. Tens and Blackula's he get he kills all the cops, but then he he sacrifices himself at the end because he can't Five, be with his love, and four, it, love prevails, three, and Black Lives two, fucking matter. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> done. <laughs> well done. Well done. Do okay. not appreciate. <laughs> yeah, we might need to retcon something really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could just beep that. So we'll, we'll, we'll. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a great fucking idea. If my nickname is Ed Fair, or now Fair. we just have noted like, yes, I was in the heat of the moment. Do you guys want to know what they wanted to yes, call this? Tell I, us, Count oh, Brown. That's a, just a terrible name. That's that, so on multiple bad. levels. That's a bad name. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's- in case you couldn't hear because of our audio issues, uh, the name was Count Browns in town. Count Browns in town. And yes, it is indeed a terrible name. The American International Productions, the AIP, the, the, the company that produced it. That Browns was, in town. That was the name Browns that they were pushing town. for. Oh. 
I think Count I might know why. Town. Because. Please do uh, tell, because, culture expert. Well, it has nothing to do with culture. It has to do with the production of the movie. Uh, Blackula's, before it was Mama Walde, which was wow. named by the actor, that guy's name was Andrew Brown. Oh, so, that's interesting. But because, but because he Wait. was, like, I guess the actor was like, if he was an African prince when he went to Dracula, why the fuck would his name be Andrew Brown? <laughs> so he's like, give him an African name. Mm-hmm. So now we got Mama Walde. Oh, interesting. Oh, oh. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Not name sources. No, a it's a uh, what Brian uh, Brian DB. Oh, right? Brian DB. Yeah, yeah Brian yeah. DB. Yep. Got Come it. back up in handy. Thank got you, Brian. Mm-hmm. Keep that DB going. Interesting. Yeah, Black Count Browns in town is yo. It's not terrible, go. but when Blackula is right there. It's terrible. Black Hill is mm-hmm. the good one, but like, oh, it's great. You go to the, you go to the, this is the black exploitation titles in history. Like, mm-hmm. there's shit that's way worse than Count Browns in town. Like, is, is Blackenstein? Is it, I think that comes in. I think that comes later. Mm-hmm. The that's year, not even later clever. That's just like Black Monster. Like, that's just yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and apparently the movie's yeah. just yeah. real bad. <laughs> I think this was my favorite black exploitation. I mean, I'm excuse me. I think this was my first black movie <laughs> I have ever seen. Ergo, but also your favorite because <laughs> so, it's the only so, one you've you've seen. Shaft. Uh-huh. So by default, yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah. No, never, no, I haven't any done others? a whole lot of the like grindhouse thing in general. So yeah, no, no black exploitation. Oh, okay. For me, and, uh, yeah, yeah same fun. here. This is my this is my dive into black exploitation, and I and I can't wait to keep going. Oh, yeah. uh, because I found out about a movie which the title escapes me, but Jim Brown stars in. Jim Brown, mm. the, uh, uh, the Browns player. player, the football player. Yeah. I did not know uh, that he did acting. And so oh, he did a bunch of acting. He was great in this role, and I know what you're fucking talking about, but I'm going to... Slaughter? Is that no. the name of the movie? No. no. No idea. Anyway, anyway. That's the thing about exploitation film is that inherently most of them are bad. Like you, you aren't a exploitation film if, if you're considered good cinema because you're mm-hmm. leaning into one direct aspect of, of your detail heavily. But fuck, when you run into the good ones, and I agree with Austin here, like I've not seen very many black exploitation films. I've seen like fucking like coffee and uh, badass uh, I've, I've seen Shaft, yes. Shaft. <laughs> um, I've seen now Blackula's Scream, Blackula's Scream. But uh, uh-huh. this is my favorite as well. And it just blends all the things I love. And it's it's great and it's so sad just how relevant this motherfucker is. Like, Oh, my God. It couldn't be more say, on point. Like, just and especially, you know, because, like, we'd be remiss to not be talking about everything that's happening in the world. But... It's just like the more we like, the more I like listen and learn and and see things, the more it's like when you, you know, when you learn a new word and then you hear the word all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like the more I've been consciously aware of these problems, the more things I'm seeing like throughout all of media for fucking forever, Mm -hmm. people screaming, this shit is a problem. And just never like right. f- getting hit with it until right now when you like start le- leaning in and learning and holy shit because I was yeah. gonna I was gonna amend my earlier statement so I haven't watched any like horror movies but that is unless you count like I watched LA ninety two on Netflix which is a documentary about the LA race riots um, and I watched When They See Us which is fantastic and Thirteenth 
just in an effort to just like listen and learn. Um, but what's so crazy about like LA 92 is like it opens with footage from like the, the Watts riots in the sixties and then it goes into the nineties and all that. And then it ends like kind of back in the Watts riots, basically hinting at like this shit keeps fucking happening. So it's just wild how cyclical and how much the shit bubbles up and there's a, like an eruption of anger and backlash and then it kind of settles and the same shit fucking happens again. So watching Blackula, like, w- like you said, the, the one cop with that line about, you know, it's always sloppy police work when it's a black victim mm-hmm. and, and Brooklyn, just the hinting at the like pr- police brutality and racial inequality. I'm like, Fuck, man, they've been telling us forever, and we just didn't listen. I take no responsibility for Blackula because it was I was not born when that <laughs> happened, so I wasn't able to participate in changing things. But it's just like, you know what I mean? It's just so wild how prevalent this has been for so long, and I'm so fucking ready for that to change. Talking about black black exploitation films, they're it's they're problematic, right? Obviously, they're problematic. There's they they kind of exacerbate stereotypes that aren't mm-hmm. real. You know what I mean? They exacerbate stereotypes that are really created by white people, right? <laughs> but they sell. They're, it's an interesting, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting dynamic when you look at it at two sides of the coin, right? Because, like, Austin, to your point, what you just said, it's the on, and I think, Curtis, you said the same thing, it's on the fucking nose, mm-hmm. the whole movie, right? All of these points that are so relevant today. But at the same time, you're getting these things that are we now, right, have educated ourselves to know are fake stereotypes that are exacerbated right. by yeah, white totally. people, right? It's it's so it's it's very I don't know it's bizarre right. to think of it that way um, when you look at when you look what at was the that line Blackula like right? had where he's like um, I came to like stop enslavement and I was enslaved myself and I was just like oh mm-hmm. fuck like mm-hmm. God that like really well, sat with me. Well, I mean that. Oh, well, I mean, I think that's a good segue, maybe just mm-hmm. in the first yeah. scene of the movie, I was which fucking blown away. I mean, it's away, just so just like, on the fucking nose, right? <laughs> he walks, he walks in, you know, dressed yeah. suave. You know, he's he's handsome. He's speaking, you know, um, yeah. not in what the normal stereotypes. Well, not even any time, no right? African garb. Um, you know, he's from Africa, like no, he was just nope. tuxedo, right? Just, Hot he's dressed like a dude. prince because yeah. he says he's a prince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn yeah. hot man. And then he's got his wife with him mm-hmm. who's dressed in very traditional African, you know, clothing and garb. Um, and they, you know, he immediately goes in with this, let's, I'm here to abolish slavery. Dracula says, mm-hmm. fuck that, right? And then robs him of his humanity by turning him into a vampire. His identity by making mm-hmm. his name Blackula instead of taking his original name and then stealing mm-hmm. his wife. It's, I, when I watched that, I, I, like, I, it, this sounds fucked up, but this big smile went across my face because right. it was so on the nose, right? Because it was so perfectly encapsulated in a, in a film from 1972. And Austin, back to your point, how is this right? still, like, how is still this, like they've been problem, yelling right? forever how is this still a problem I watched wow. that, I watched that it's, it's Dave Chappelle uh, 846 uh, I still haven't mm-hmm. seen that yeah yeah uh, yeah. It's, yeah it's great it's powerful yeah. Curtis when we're I, Curtis I'm tempted to say yeah. let's just pause and <laughs> um, watch that powerful uh, but but what it inspired me to do was like oh here's 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 a guy that's been a voice for this for actually a long time so I started at his very first stand up on Def Comedy Jam and still 
he's been yeah. saying the same stuff over and over again. And, you know, it's like when you listen to it, the first, I, when you listen to it the first time, you just kind of go, oh, yeah, that's a problem, huh? And then, and then it just kind of leaves you, right? Mm-hmm. At being, being, not being a, a black person. Right, it just mm-hmm. it just leaves, and then right. it takes all this to wake yourself up and go like, oh my god! Watching Dave Chappelle talk about this the whole time, it's like he, it's not he's not talking about it just to vent, right? He's talking about it because he's trying to tell everybody that he can. It's like this is what yeah. the black experience is like in America, and uh, yeah, you can't you can't help but feel a little bit of you got to sit with that discomfort, but mm-hmm. but yeah. but sitting with that discomfort is a part of growth and it's been, and it will eventually lead to healing. And I, absolutely. And I th- if people will do that, cause I think, I think the resistance I've seen from, you know, white people who aren't willing to learn or grow people on the right conservative people is they just don't want to accept that. Like we've been conscious or not. Most of us unconscious yeah. part of a system that benefits us. Like I haven't had a problem with police brutality because it has literally never affected me or anyone in my (laughs) life, no one in my family. So like, how would I know this was a problem? And they've been screaming it and I just haven't been hearing it. But finally, thank God we've all, as a country, at least we, most of us have stopped and gone, wait, Mm -hmm. what's going on? Mm -hmm. Wait, this happens always. Oh my God. We got to fucking stop this shit, man. Well, I think it also, and I, I mean, this is, this is a terror. I think this is a, it's a sad way to put it, but I think it's, I think it's, there's some, at least some weight to it as far as truth. Obviously, we all were aware of this as being a conscious problem prior to, you know, the yeah, murder of, co- of, of George course. Floyd, right? Of course. Yeah, we, we all, we, we sat all through Ferguson. We saw it all. Yeah. We watched fucking Black Klansmen. We, you know, right. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of, yeah. Right. We're all aware of these things. But it, I had this interesting thought the other day when it occurred to me. It was like, well, wait a minute. Protests mm-hmm. happen all the time. You know what I mean? It's not like this is. It's not like they're just suddenly happening again. They yeah. were happening before the George Floyd murder, right? And it's not like I. I mean, I. I. I will say it. I. It's not like I ever consciously thought to myself, "I'm gonna mm-hmm. go. I'm gonna go do that today." You know what I mean? I just kept kind of going about my life. It's just. I think it's there's something about this particular event and the mass scale of it that has inspired, um, at least for me, um, a, a, a certain mm-hmm. level of hope um, that makes me want to yeah. participate. You know what I mean? It's driving. It's really yeah. driving. And I think. I think so. part. Of, I think um, a big, huge part of it is because <laughs> thank God it happened in quarantine when everyone yeah. had to just sit around and read and listen and learn. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing that can put our too, yeah. white privilege, I know there's three white people and one brown person on this podcast, but that, that can like check our white privilege is the fucking pandemic that's happening right now, right? And that's what all this is. Like we went through so many of these things already uh, and not, not turning a blind eye to it, but like you said, Lucas, like just it, it happened. I understand it. And then move on. It's good. It could change. We could change it, but no, maybe not, you know? And I was in fucking Cincinnati when Timothy Thomas was killed and the cop that killed him was in my hometown. And I mean, I was 14 or 15 at the time and uh, also a Republican at the time. So like, uh, it didn't fucking register on my radar. So the being able to shut it all down despite the quarantine and watch shit like Blackula and Horror Noir and Defy Bloods and 
you know, have be open to all this, all this information and be willing to do it is the biggest push. I think that a generation has gotten in a very long time, you know, like, and it, and, but it, it does bring out just the, the white privilege that exists in it. You know, like we, yeah. I have always thought, I'm sure all of us have always thought like this, this stuff can't always happen. No, no, people aren't always going to be evil, but wait a second. Mm-hmm. Wait, the, the system is, is built upon it. It's not going to mm-hmm. change unless you burn it the fuck down. Like it, it's, yeah. Yeah. Once it, and it, I, I, I've had the opposite experience. I don't want to get, I, I probably should yeah. actually yeah. talk about the movie we'll, at some point. We'll get there. Sure. Yeah, no, it's important right. that we discuss this. Uh, I spent the last, uh, so I spent 18 years of my life being ignorant to what the black experience was really like because I grew up in a predominantly white community with where everybody, almost everybody I knew was privileged. Even the people that were underprivileged were privileged, yeah. right? I was privileged. I am privileged. Then I went to college and I moved to Missouri where everything was a little <laughs> Not bit just racist. white, but then racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh, like within a week of me living there and my roommate was a black guy. And within a week of me moving there in my dorm, I think it was three or four doors down, somebody took cotton balls on a black kid's room and put them in the sh- glued them onto the door into the shape Jesus. of a swastika. <laughs> that was like five days into mm-hmm. me living in Missouri, right? So shit got real oh, yeah, man. so fast, right? Mm-hmm. And then Obama got elected. Um, and mm-hmm. then it got worse. It, I mean, I don't want, I, I mean, I lived in a pretty liberal area of Missouri. It was a college town. Sure. But still, right? And I remember seeing, like, I was standing, we, uh, the, the fraternity house that I was a part of was next to what was notoriously the racist fraternity house. So I remember seeing, like, and we had, we had black kids that were in our fraternity and black kids that were pledging our fraternity. And I remember seeing one of them, my buddy Gabe, he was walking home one night from a party. I was standing on the balcony smoking a cigarette, and some of these motherfuckers from the other house threw beer bottles at his head and started yelling racial yeah. slurs at his ass, Right. It was ridiculous. It tur- and that turned into almost an all-out fucking brawl between everybody mm-hmm. in my house and everybody in their house. Anyway, then I spent the next 12 years res- as a result of that mm-hmm. feeling nothing but hopelessness. Right. Yeah. I had zero hope. So it was just pessimism. I didn't... It, and it's interesting to me, and I can't believe that I'm saying this, but it took this to put bring yeah. hope to me, right? To make me feel like, oh... There is yeah. shit. Like this we can, is good. Like we can do this. Like hope, there are hope exists. Of us and we can do this. I had a similar experience when I was like eighteen or nineteen. I went with my dad to South Carolina. He was doing some like school shows, um, like high schools talking, doing whatever. Um, and so I went with him just because I was out of high school and like yeah, I'd never been there. So I went and that like I grew up in L.A. Went to a private school, pretty liberal. Wasn't super diverse, but it wasn't. I mean, we, like I grew up very diverse, right? And so I didn't naively. I didn't really even think racism was really that big of a thing. And then I remember going to South Carolina, and like similar to you, on that week that I was there or whatever, just like, oh fuck, like racism is so a thing because there were people uh, who were just like, why well, I was hanging out with some people that I'd met there, white people, and just like very casually throwing out like n-word jokes and just like just being fucking disgusting monsters and in my head i'm like oh you're all like open with this like and that was 
for me in my adolescence when I realized like, oh, racism is still very much a thing. And if you're listening to this and you're racist, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Shirtless Park. Shirtless we will stand with the last podcast on the goddamn wrong side of the street yeah. to fight yeah. the racist. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, We're with you. Like, I understand like white privilege is a thing, but also growing up in a major city like Los Angeles is also in itself a form of a privilege, right? Mm-hmm. Because the first time I ventured out, not, I would say the first, uh, one of the first times I ventured out into West Virginia, which is where my family is from, uh, I think I was like 13, mm-hmm. uh, was the first time I was with my cousins and I saw, I heard someone just jeer out to my cousin, go back to China. And I was like, oh, this is what this is. I, and I just, I just laughed at it because I was like, oh, you're just, you know, a bunch of hillbillies from West Virginia. Like it didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't rattle me as much, but to my cousin, it, it, like it hurt. And, and, uh, and it was, again, it was one of those experiences that I just kind of brushed off. I mean, I'm 13, right? I didn't, I don't understand what racism is really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I just come back into my little liberal bubble of LA where all where race for the most part is is not a problem. That 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 LA lifestyle to me is has been kind of the um they're it's just easy to be she, it's easy right. to be they're not, they're not dissimilar in that in that the in that the privilege is the same on on both counts mm-hmm. because you don't know just what you've been given until and until you're forced to but like having grown up in essentially Kentucky, Cincinnati, Indiana, that fucking area was ingrained inside me. My my parents aren't racist, though I've heard terrible things from at least one of their mouths at one one point or time. We grew up with no people of color around us. We threw out n-word jokes, fucking Jew jokes all the fucking time. We just did because, and we didn't. We didn't hate anybody, but that mm. was just the perpetuation of the fucking thing. Because there's no one else tell, around to tell us fucking different. There weren't even people of that persuasion to say that this is wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it, and then to to come to Los Angeles to see that at least that while I don't, there was never ever hate in my heart <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to to understand that you know people exist together and generally have the feeling of, of community that's different than just a bunch of white people in a, a small town is, is fantastic, but it's still the same. It's the same privilege, you know, just yeah, you know, because we're all still perpetuating a system that's broken. <laughs> it's, it's, from, it's so, it runs right. so deep, man. Like the more you learn and read and watch it, the more you're like, Oh fuck, this goes so fucking deep. Oh from yeah. That, I mean like, oh, and the more you read into it, the prison system is modern slavery. Oh. Oh yeah, we, we rewatched Thirteenth. Yeah, it's, it's it's yeah. Oh, it's deep. Like me. like there, it's almost like undisputable evidence that the prison system is just a form of free labor that America's designed. A hundred percent. So that shit's got to become illegal. Then you right. get into redlining and how the property taxes uh, fucks oh, dude, up the, the school system. Thing, yeah. So they don't get opportunity. It's like it's like once you start looking at how all the levels of how fucked it is, it's like oh, we got to start over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we got to just yeah. stop America. Throw it away. They were wrong. Throw mm-hmm. it away. Start again. We we did it wrong. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. You stopped. The, like you- we're, we're in the perfect time. We stopped the economy. The most <laughs> yeah. important thing to America. The most important thing to America. And we stopped it. 
because of a it's bug. The time. Right? Yeah. It's the <laughs> It's the perfect time. Are you guys yeah. are you guys are you guys doing looking well, for I'm books to read books, and stuff? I, guess. I read have you read Lovecraft before you I, give your really, I, really good <laughs> recommendations? I'm gonna give my medium recommendation of Lovecraft Country because it's fantastic and relevant and I highly nice. recommend it. Yeah. I haven't read it yet, but that's only because I have too many in a stack, but it's like third or fourth down the list. Um, highly recommend uh, the A People's History of the United States by Howard. That was Zinn. taught in my high school history. Um, that was taught in my high school history. I was very what? fortunate to Not be taught yeah. by a Hispanic <laughs> man who made that his that is, uh, course. I think that's one of the most important books about American history ever read. People's History written. of what? Um, it should be on every... Okay. People's History of the, of the United States by Howard Zinn. Um, he also actually has a book just called Race, mm. which is brilliant. Um, Who's the main guy in that? Bartolomeo de la Casa, the guy, the the guy on uh, Col- on Columbus's ship that was actually writing about like this dude's killing people. Oh fuck! Oh, I don't. know. Oh, in the beginning of the book, yeah, the like the first couple pages of the book, yeah, what what read it? The the first two pages oh, of the book I fuck your wait. mind up. But anyway, the whole book is really interesting because it. It kind of un, it kind of shows you just how awful this country mm. is in general, um, and then I haven't read it yet, but it's in the mail. Um, mm, the new yeah, Jim Crow. On my list. Um, highly suggest because uh, we're all in LA. There is a black bookstore um, called I think ESO mm-hmm. something. Um, blanking on the name, but you can buy it from there. Don't buy it on Amazon. Support a black Absolutely. business. Absolutely. The name of that bookstore is Esowan, E-S-O-W-O-N. You can go to their website, esowanbookstore.com, to learn more about them. And, yeah, support them. Amazon doesn't need any more of your money. Uh, okay, yeah, we should, we, should we, we talk about the movie? Absolutely. And we so, absolutely shall. The Black last thing I'd want to say on, mm-hmm. on all this is if you're listening and you care, donate. Give your money. Yes. You can march, march. Support Donate. the cause, fight, and if you don't believe in this cause, oh, frozen. go oh. fuck yourself and do not listen to this Austin's anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for us, that froze out for you when so, you're like, donate, march if you can, and then it was freeze, go fuck yourself. <laughs> what I said yeah, was, so do, f- donate, give what you can, and if you don't support this cause, go fuck yourself, stop is. listening to this podcast, we all hate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Legit. May I go pee? Yes, and, you may go but pee. But most of all... <laughs> Let's get it. Yes. And while Lucas does, educate yourselves. Yeah. Fucking talk about it. Talk to your fucking bigoted yeah. family members if you have them or your bigoted friends if you have them. It's hard. Engage them. It. It's, it's hard. <laughs> if you're white, just yeah. accept that and, you're privileged. Work, work. Use it to help others. A point that I wanted to say, but I was like, eh, I don't know if I want. I, I don't know how dicey of a statement this is. But I was. I was gonna say. I. I think. I. I think that something that has to do with our awareness towards happening is just our age, right? Like. I. I think so, but. I want to say yes and no because, like, my, 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 many members of my family are vehemently racist. Um, some of them are dead now, but yeah, like, vehemently but once racist. you're racist, you kind of don't stop being racist. Sure, but like, I mean, I remember being in college and with my uncle, who, as I was texting you guys about, he would we'd go to a restaurant and he would um, start talking to the waitresses if they were black, like, they were subhuman mm-hmm. and his servants, right? And he'd get this, like, thick southern accent. 
Um, and I, at that time, I was actively telling everybody I knew that was racist to go fuck themselves. And with my uncle, I was telling him, uh, you know, if you want to yeah, have a relationship with I, it, you, do, cannot do you be think like that this. it's it's because is it because you just knew that racism was something that you can't be, or because you knew what the black experience was? I don't. Well, for clarity, I don't think I, I don't think we could ever. No, say you that can't. We know what no, I mean, obviously you can't. But I, I, I mean, as far, I'm like knowing what we know now. No, like, like, do you think that when you that when you were saying that well i mean a lot of this stuff and this is the part that like i'm kind of ashamed about is that like because in the classes that i took in college i took like african Mm -hmm. culture classes and african traditional Mm -hmm. african philosophy classes and i learned about a lot of these things and uh um but and because i was so pessimistic and so filled with hopelessness that was kind of the point though is i think a lot of us knew right or heard and then, right. but then now we have to live with this discomfort of we, and yet we did nothing, you know. Yeah. So that's 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 the yeah, tough part I, about yeah, this is yeah. that we did know, we always knew, and yet we did nothing. So this is, but uh, but I think what we did. Okay, I see what you mean. It, it could be our age, but I also think that we each. I think every person probably did nothing for their own unique reasons. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I think we didn't know what but, to do for so long, like yeah. which is which, which isn't an excuse. That, yeah. But I feel like now everyone's being very forthright with like, here's where you donate, here's where the problems are, here's what you can do. Because that's uh, what I was telling to Cody, which was a point that I didn't I didn't feel comfortable bringing up as part of the regular podcast. Is I thought that maybe our age had something to do with our willingness to be, you know, uh, awake to the situation. I, I think yes I mean, and no. When you're our maturity 20s, now I think has yes something and no. a little bit to do with it. Sure, sure, sure. You know, because yeah, I mean, I, the only thing I cared about when my early, like, late teens and early 20s was getting fucked up. That was the only thing I cared about. That's it. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. So it's have, like... Yeah. I didn't have any black people in my life to tell me that that was stupid. Exactly. 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 I'm getting fucked up and not with black people. So I didn't... I do. I think it depends on the experience because, like I said, like I remember being in college and like seeing, you know, wanting to go crack mm-hmm. racist skulls. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. because they were racist. Um, I want, like, I wanted to see shit like that. I wanted to sh- see people like get that yeah. get the shit we kicked out of them. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think age, yes and no, to a certain extent. Anyway, I watched horror noir last night just to sort of kind of. I don't know. I thought mm-hmm. it might be a good prep tool for this, right? Um, and for those list, dear listeners, for those of you that have not watched this, this is a fantastic Shutter exclusive. Shutter exclusive. Shutter exclusive. Even better. About the portrayal of black people in uh, oh, interesting. horror movies. Um, and it is, uh, uh, it's very, very, very good. But the one thing that I thought was, I think, the, the most interesting about watching it was, and because it, it's something that I inherently, as a white person, would never be able to understand fully, nor would I ever be able to make true conjecture about what it would be like. But to be a black person in 1972, walking into a movie theater and watching Blackula, mm-hmm. and watching Blackula, what yeah. that was like, right? And... 
they talk about what the portrayal of black people was like in movies up until this point, right? So up until uh, they, they, you know, they went through it. Basically, well, I'm just going to go. I'm not going to go through each one, but pre-50s, you know, we got lots of slave mm-hmm. stuff, right? The 50s, we get the weird kind of sci-fi horror stuff. Mm-hmm. There's no room for black people in those places because Hollywood doesn't want to put black people in mm. doctor's positions, right? Except Star Trek. Scientist positions. So, yep. Gene Roddenberry's different. Except Star Trek. Oh, anyway. he, he's anyway. something else. <laughs> it's true. Um, the 60s, we start getting, it's a little bit different, right? We also get Night of the Living, Night of the Living Dead, the lightning right? Bolt. Which is groundbreaking. And, of course, there's a lot of things that happen socially in the 1960s, which change fucking everything, right? And then the 70s happen, and we start getting these black exploitation films. So let's take a moment, and let's go back, and let's talk about what Dracula looked like hmm. before Blackula in films. Because I think that's kind of interesting when, you think, when they, they brought this up in horror noir, and I, 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 think, I don't think they got it quite right. I think they, what they said was... Um, Dainty metrosexual mm-hmm. white mm-hmm. dudes, um, which I I don't I, quite I would agree, agree with. Who's not dainty? But I mean, <laughs> Bella Lugosi's uh, dainty. Well, I mean, Max 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 Shrek is is not Max Shrek is ghoulish and terrifying, Dracula, guess, right? Tangentially, but yeah, yeah. dainty. Uh-huh. Christopher Lee's pretty dainty. He, okay, fine, dainty. Well, that was but, later. That was after. But right, Christopher Hammer? Lee, but also, but he's uh, no, but no, the Hammer ones. The Hammer really? ones started I mean, coming out before Lee's? Blackula. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. My timelines are fucked right now. So, uh, I don't know. Let's, let's look at the three of those, though, right? I mean, whether or not we're going to call them dainty and, and um, metrosexual. I would say so. They're so well-dressed. Dracula's always so well-dressed. Yeah. Romantic. Okay. But that, I think, all right. Romantic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fair. Right? But then you get, I mean, you get Blackula and... Yeah. He's oh, like yeah. a fucking badass. He's, you know what I mean? He's tall. He's a fucking badass. He's taking yeah, he's, he's like legit it, like a fucking ladies man. And like who cares about his yeah. ladies? He's not trying to like put them in a trance. Yeah. Like he doesn't yeah. do any power shit on, nope. on his wife. He just loves yeah. her. I <laughs> he, had that li- he had that line, right? Right. About like no force. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave. I won't chase you or whatever. Yep. Great. Right. And I, I don't know. I think. And so back to the. You know, the idea of being a, the, I, again, we will never be able to know what that feels like, right? But hearing black people talk about going to see this movie and seeing a black person portraying Blackula and portray, or portraying Dracula and seeing them portray him in such a badass way, and then further seeing that opening scene where it's basically just like, you know, everybody's going, oh, that, yeah, that, we fucking know what that's about, right? I don't know. That's so. I think that's so. I just think it's such a crazy thought when you start wrapping your head around. What I that would love would be like. if between this movie and Blade, that we conceded that Dracula now belongs to black people. Like the story of vampires <laughs> now belongs to black people, and it is now black lore. For <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all for that. <laughs> that we're taking Blackula as lore. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. and Mama Walde killed Dracula, uh-huh. and now yeah. it is now a black thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm for going it. forward. He, like he if Blake continued, Stephen Dorff and Stephen Dorff uh, killed Blade's mom, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now there's Mahershala yeah. Ali at some point. Oh yeah. If that, that ever happens, that movie starts, he'll yeah. be a Blade. 
Yeah, I could listen to William Marshall or Black Blackula read the back of a shampoo bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. His voice was so entrancing. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to listen to this guy talk just about anything. Just dulcet tones. <laughs> yeah. So fucking good. Just so suave. Dulcet Absolutely. Tones. Yeah, this was a... I was surprised at the, like, progressive nature of this movie yeah. in in a lot of its, you know, race commentary. But even, like, out the gate, gay couple. Yep. Buying... They're the ones buying Dracula's right. ca- castle. Although, so... Wikipedia said they went back to Los Angeles is where this takes place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they had a line about, yeah. uh, you know, something about, well, if you'd showed us or told us in the village. So I assumed they were going to New York. Oh, weird. But but they but they didn't. Oh, that's a, yeah. I didn't didn't I, anyway, that. I don't know. That's not relevant in any way. But, <laughs> but I, yeah, there was an interracial gay couple out the fucking gate, man. Yeah. Well, and on that, apparently there were some... Uh, uh, the director, who I'm, I'm blanking on his fucking name right now, um, while making the movie, kept getting into issues with the production team who were, kept blocking things from him. So, or making certain decisions. So, like the William AD Crane at one point. By the way. Uh, in the, yep. William Crane, that's the director's name, right. Um, in the club scene, um, where you have, I forget what the band is, they're, they're, you know, the mm-hmm. band's dancing in there. Um, I guess when the AD had set everything up, um, I can. I feel like I can see Curtis cringing a little bit because I'm not using film terms correctly. Um, the uh, uh, oh, we can't hear you. He had put all who he had put all of the white people. No, Curtis. Can you, oh, I you say something? Oh, you yeah, okay. Okay. Oh. okay. Sorry. <laughs> he had. It's okay. He had put all of the white couples together and all of the black couples together, so no one was intermingled. And William Crane was like, no, 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 fuck that. We got to make everybody, we got to make this look like mm-hmm. it's, you know, unity, right? We got to have black people dance with white people, white people dance with black people, and then a mix of everything, right? And I guess the producers didn't want to do that. They had to fight for it. Yeah. Um, every time he wanted something, they'd be like, no. So that fucking awesome scene where that woman comes, the vampire uh, woman comes running out of that fucking, fucking room, scene, slow-mo. Yeah. It's so good. It's terrifying. He wanted a slow-mo cam so badly, he kept asking for it, and they kept mm. saying no. And then, finally, I guess the day that they were shooting it, he was sure they weren't going to give it to him, and it showed, no, the truck so showed up great. with it. Um, and they Even used though it she did change scene, right? between being on the table and running out of the room, mm-hmm. that, that bothered me. And then I was going to say, the o- yeah, mm-hmm. and she the did? opening scene is littered with audio problems. <laughs> and this also has my, my favorite ADR Ever, it's the most egregious ADR. I think it's the the cop, like the main cop guy talking. There's just this. I don't remember the line, but it was <laughs> aggressively <laughs> ADR. That's my only sound notes. That's it. <laughs> yeah, sound notes. Do better sound. That first scene. Yeah, do better sound team in 1972. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I thought was kind of weird, or, or weird for me to kind of unravel while I was watching this that I thought might be a good discussion topic was uh, Blackula's mm-hmm. victims. So we already, I think Austin already touched on the police because <clears throat> there's that great little line about police and sloppy jobs mm-hmm. and black people, right? And then Blackula spends the rest of the movie crushing cop skulls, right? He never actually turns no, anything into vampires, right? Dead. He, yeah, he just, he just kills them, right? I thought it was interesting that 
the people that he turns into vampires, correct me if I'm mistaken, were all black women. Uh, the, except yeah, the gay couple. The gay, except the gay, the gay couple yeah, in they the both, beginning. Yeah, the black got turned. Yeah, yeah. They, they, both, they both turned, correct? Yeah, because they okay. dug up the guy's grave That's and right. you're like, ah! That's I, right. Yeah, but I, I actually got confused right. at the, at the in like, I think it was like in the last 30 minutes when they're in the warehouse and like most of the zombie victims were there. Just, it, was, it was a big fight scene. Vamp- vampires, Lucas. Vampires. <laughs> Vampires. Blackula. Ah. <laughs> uh, I I I was like trying to clock who these people were, and I had a real tough time clocking if these were characters that we had mm-hmm. met. To be honest, I just like the book. No, sure, movie sure, sure. It was sure. hard to follow in that way. I don't know. That was something where when I was watching it, it was interesting to me because I thought it was an interesting mm-hmm. topic to unpack because. If we're looking at this as a movie that is com, it has like obvious commentary on white and white and black relations, right? And white uh, enslavement mm-hmm. of black people. I thought it was an interesting choice to a first have the opening sequence be a homosexual mm-hmm. couple that's interracial, mm-hmm. and he kills them, right? You know what I mean? If it, so, it, it's interesting because I, I the only thing that I can lead to go back to is that Blackula in, inevitably in the end is supposed to be the villain, right? So he's supposed to be scary. So he's still going to kill people that are, you know, you want to empathize with. So I guess in this case, black audience, black women, mm-hmm. right? Or this homosexual couple. I read some readings online that were um, talking about how the, the murder of the homosexual couple in the beginning was almost homophobic in a way. I don't know that the murder is homophobic. The um, white guy's portrayal of a homosexual was a borderline homophobic. <laughs> well, I think the way that they, the way that they, the way that it, the reading that I read was something to the effect of, um, Blackula wakes up and is appalled to see a black man and a white man clearly. Yeah, I don't really that. I didn't buy that. But I wanted, I, I I wanted to know what you guys yeah, thought. Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity to read too much into certain mm-hmm. things in this movie. I, so I thought the same thing. But no, yeah. okay, I'm glad to hear, I do think glad to hear that someone else agrees. how okay, he cool. kills the rest of the people and how he does not turn any police. He doesn't turn any white people that aren't, you know, uh, hetero, hetero males. Um, you know, because he turns black people and, 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 the, and the gay man at the beginning, like... Are, he's point, giving yeah. them eternal life to continue to speak their message. Nah, mm-hmm. That's that's probably also reading too far into the other right, side. But right. like, still, he's clearly not just murdering it could, but, or killing, bashing heads into walls. <laughs> he just wants People. to exist with his wife I again. Think that seems more yeah. valid than the that's other. That's all Blackula so. wants is to just yeah. live his life yeah. with his with his who he <sighs> thinks is his reborn wife. On, on that note, Curtis, not oh, to sure. not to play devil's advocate, but the way that people were discussing. Because I, I I tend mm-hmm. to agree with you that it's a that those are the victims because it's it's like he's turning his he's turning black women and I I want to I want to believe that he's turning black women and gay men in, uh, into vampires and those are mm-hmm. those are staying with him right he's giving them this gift of eternal life right as opposed to mm-hmm. the white cops where he's smashing their fucking heads in because they deserve to die um, uh, yeah, fuck cops all cops are bad fuck them. Um, but it's interesting because at the same time when you're watching the movie, his treatment of women, I don't know, if to me when I was watching it, it kind of borderlined on 
the bad mm. side of the male okay. gaze, yeah. right? And I think that's where we where we kind of have to get into that gray area of exploitation cinema and and shit that isn't cool in today's standards, but you know, it was cool then, or that we don't know if a producer wanted to get there or whatever it was. Plus also this guy's still uh Dracula, right? He's still, he's still a vampire and a bad, and a, and a bad guy. Sure. It's not sure. And Dracula notoriously yes. preys on women. And, and I, right. I default to this man's interest while he is now a monster because a white man made him a monster. He still has his heart in the right place. The way he treats his new wife, <laughs> Uh, the, the line, the, my favorite line in the film was, he just he just gives up when at a certain point he doesn't use his powers to make her be with him. He says, "I have lived again to lose you twice." Hmm. That mm-hmm. just destroyed right. me. Like right. uh, no monster, no actual real monster of a film would say that. Like he may be the antagonist, he may be a a creature, but like he has his heart somewhere that is human. That's where that everything else may be fucked up, but that kind of roots it in something real. Right. This movie did the eternal right, love and thing it, so th- much better than Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> just the vampire love thing. Yes. Just fucking crushed. Uh, Eat shit, Twilight. Dracula's <laughs> where it's at. But Curtis, like, it's like to your point, or I guess not to your point. Like that's the stuff that it's the moments like that that made me kind of watch the movie with this moment of, I guess desperately mm-hmm. trying to unpack it because i felt like it was trying to do it was it was trying to do something but then when i don't want to say it would it would oh, it do does. things it that would contradict does. it immediately but it i i had i don't know man like i had trouble like cuz i kept watching going like this movie is yeah. fucking awesome everybody should see this movie and i and still think that everybody should see this movie it's not a social justice but, piece it wasn't meant to be it i mean it did what it could it was 1972 right. like it it just had to get through, and this is just what the voices could be at the time. And you know, and you that's take the true. Warts with with the beauty, I guess. But you don't think there you don't think there's a level of social of, of it being oh, a social is. justice piece, especially there definitely is. Like it's just like it, it, it's okay. not gonna it's not gonna be I, the perfect. I think it doesn't exist you know, for that reason. We don't we aren't sitting here saying like Blackula is do the right thing, right? Like right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I right. Mean, it's right. not far right. off. It does. But it's, I mean, it's, the movie does break into it's a music video at some point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It yeah. Just, it just, yes. It's just a music video for like a solid ten minutes <laughs> inside the club scene. But by, by the way, I just want to insert one little comment right there. The soundtrack to this Ooh, movie. Oh, it's good. good. Oh, it's good. Man. Yeah. It is better the theme awesome. to me. Don't you say it. Better don't than Black it. Panthers. Okay, cool. Wait. Wait. Yes. Th- then like the Marvel oh, the Kendrick movie? album? Oh, yes. a thousand percent. That's because Kendrick a lot of people a, a lot of people put I have that I have that album on vinyl. I love that album. Uh-huh. Okay, I love what? Edgelord. How is that Edgelord to own a Marvel vinyl, <laughs> Cody? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not right. I own that oh. album on vinyl. I'm saying that this movie Edgelord. worked so much better as far as like something that uh, I I wouldn't doubt that that Black Panther soundtrack drew inspiration from this because like the way it worked African musicianship into something modern. 
uh, for the time. It was the 70s, so it worked it into a modern setting. I was a like, white oh my dude God, did the score for so it. so fucking cool. <laughs> well, it, well, it had that, it had that solid Oh, I'm sure there were white people the involved in the, in the Black yeah, Panther sure. album, too. No, that's what so. I meant. A white dude did the score for Lud- Ludwig uh, Goren- Gorenson or what is Oh, oh he won Black Panther. Yeah, he won the Oscar. Yeah, he did the score. Oh, he yeah. didn't do the, the sound, like, not the like... Wait, are yeah. we talking like the Kendrick album or are we talking like the score for Black Panther? I guess all of it. Okay. <laughs> all music. Well, cause the, like, yeah, because the... the, the the inspired by album, I only I think there was only like one or two songs Correct. that were actually yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Would, yeah very, I thought very I thought Lucas, you're gonna say Candyman, and I was gonna fight you. <laughs> <laughs> the Candyman music is the oh the Philip Glass score. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Philip yeah, yeah. the Philip Glass score. <laughs> oh, dude, that bla- uh, that uh, horror noir do- documentary has some oh, awesome thing. segments on Candyman, and they actually. They point out I, it's been a, a, admittedly been a bit since I've seen Black uh, seen Candyman, but they talk about it and they talk about its problems. And I had always thought of that movie mm. as being flawless. And after watching that, mm. I really want to go back and watch it again because they mentioned some things that are very problematic about it. In fact, Jordan Peele has a really interesting bit. Just watch oh, well. the fucking documentary; it's, it's great. great. The music for uh, Blackula was done by Gene, Gene Page. Page. Yeah, shout out Gene Page. Shout out to Gene. <laughs> <Devout> <laughs> listener to the Shubcast. Yeah, <laughs> yes. he, he did our theme, actually. Yeah, he did. No, Cody yeah. and I did that. I'm taking my credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking yeah, my so credit. It wasn't us. There were, so all, like, tone aside, there were a couple moments in this movie that I really loved. And I thought we're great just as isolated little things. Mm-hmm. One, that corner with the hook oh. for a hand. Fuck yeah. oh. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know what that choice was. But for no this, reason. <laughs> for no reason. This corridor needs to have a hook for a hand. I noticed that that <laughs> floor he was head. walking on was so slippery, too. Did, he not, did you guys see that shit? He couldn't no, even like, that. get his footing on the no. floor. He was just sliding everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yes, hook hand, foot slidey guy. Great. And Lock the, the door. And in that warehouse fight, the the oil lamps uh-huh. that that uh-huh. I thought that scene yes. was great, but <laughs> they were not lit. <laughs> no, yeah. they should not have exploded into flame as they did. <laughs> but I enjoyed it because it was so fun. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That was like I would say during the last thirty minutes, I could I did not get this shitty grin off my face for how much mm-hmm. fun I was having for the last thirty minutes of this movie. Oh, this is the most fun I've had in a vampire movie in so long. Because mm-hmm. it's such an old tale, and it, this was done so fresh, loved it. Mm-hmm. From fresh for me, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do we think we are going to shud this bitch? Are we going? Are we going to rate it? We're going to give it our value table. Are there any th- any other points? The that only we point I wanted to bring up uh, when the awesome slow mo shot of the cab driver running out of that room in slow mo. Did mm-hmm. make my dog bark. <laughs> <laughs> she did not. She was yes. on my lap the whole time, and and she was watching most of it, and she did not enjoy that scene. It, I think it scared her. But she's from Orange County, so we're trying to like teach her about you know social justice and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> 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 she is. She's from Orange County. So day one, we watched the Ken Burns thirteen, uh, the the Central Park Five documentary. We're getting her. We're we're teaching her, man. <laughs> when uh, when the movie started. And that that music oh. first kicked. 
right? That first that first uh, fucking music video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? The first uh, like ten minutes of this movie are just right? like, oh fuck yeah. Fucking yeah. rip. And I was looking at Maddie being like, man, this this <laughs> this fucks, you know? And the dog woke up and looked at me and looked at Maddie and looked at the screen <laughs> and started moving a little bit. Yeah, he knows what's up. Curtis, you look like you. It's all I will give this film, Blackula, 1972, too many boring ass vampires until we get to Blackula and then Blade because I think that this flick was way more progressive than I anticipated it to be. Uh, a great cornerstone of black exploitation and uh, excellent origin point for stuff like Blade and uh, where we need, to, we need to fucking go. Uh, henceforth in cinema and in life. I, I enjoyed it. Actually, just real quick, not to, not to tangent out of the, the shutdown, but, um, or not the shutdown, the rate in this bitch. It's been a long time since I've seen any of the Blade movies, and I know, Curtis, one last that you night. watched them recently. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are there any... Does this movie make... Mm-hmm. I know that you posted that one thing on Instagram where yeah. the scenes seemed similar. Are there any callbacks from the Blade movies? I have not seen any Blackula? in the first Blade that I know of yet. So no direct callbacks, though I may be ignorant to some. I mean, I've only seen Blackula once, so... Okay. I will give this movie um, one soundtrack yeah. box. Uh, I really like this movie a lot. I, um, I, I don't want to say it was perfect, um, but I did note that uh, I just noticed that in my phone um, when I uh, added it to my list for the year, I oh, put shit. it as five out of five, um, meaning that I uh, to for my the purposes of my list that means that I would if anybody ever asked me what are the horror movies that I should watch now, that's going to be on the list. Um, I think that it's a really important movie that exists, despite its flaws and maybe some weird issues um thematically um at times uh i think it's a fucking awesome movie and you should watch it and the fact that it has a uh uh a user score of 43 percent on rotten tomatoes telling of the fucking internet i i i went i got curious right before we started this and i went like kind of flipped through the reviews just to see what people were saying i didn't find any like one or zero stars but I found one review that was one and a half stars, and the purpose the person said, "I like the 1931 Jesus, Dracula." Great. <laughs> Go wow, away. coming from an edge lord. <laughs> great, love. He that. knows his shit. <laughs> yeah. I give Blackula forty five, exploding gas lamps. Forty five <laughs> being a nod to the soundtrack because it's fucking great. Um. Yeah, I loved this movie. I think it's so fun. It was fresh. Uh, like I say, it was the most fun I had in a vampire movie. I think it's the most uh, I felt I like believed in the eternal love of any sort of vampire story. Um, yeah, I recommend the shit out of this if you haven't seen it. And I this was my first black exploitation film, and I had a hell of a time. And I yeah, I can't recommend it enough. I will give this movie one giant, delicious bottle of French champagne, <laughs> which goes down as smooth as Mama Waldy's voice itself. <laughs> and I can't wait to dive into more black exploitation films after this, and I want to see what Jim Brown does in his movie. And the one that this the that I now I think is gonna I'm bumping it to the top of my list for the next time I go to Oh, Sci-Fi that's on Gonja that's on Shutter. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Conjuring has That's a vampire shot? movie. Oh, fuck yeah. Hold, please. I know. Uh-huh. I didn't know that was not... Yeah, it came... I didn't know it was on Shutter though. No, unless it left in the last two months. It was like two months ago. Here's a hot tip for you. We will be doing that movie next. It won't be next for you because we have a backlog. So it's going to be like like in a, in a while, but we are going to do that movie. So go ahead and watch it, and then you'll be all caught up. Cody looked like you were picking something out of your asshole. <laughs> no, I've been sitting for a while, and my boxers are stuck to my pants. So, they're stuck to my ass and my legs, yeah. and it hurts. It yeah, feels what, like I'm getting, like, burned. You wear the boxer briefs, man? I... No, I do. It's that I no, I do wear boxer briefs. No, it's that I got these new like shorts that Maddie gave me that are like incredibly comfortable when you don't sit in them for Bruh, two and a half hours straight. The Under Armour boxer jocks, along with the ten thousand shorts, and you're just good. Yeah, while I'm at it, let me cut my sleeves <laughs> yeah. like, off like that too. By the way, how do you do that so, so fucking so perfectly? I have so many sleeveless shirts, but how do you do that so wash. fucking perfectly? <clears throat> you have to. I mean, you have to cut yeah. them in a certain length. Like this one's fucked because it's. It's down so far. Oh, I forgot. You're a psycho, and you buy new new things. I do not, and then I've destroy only, them. The blade shirt is the only thing I've done that with. I'm sorry, the Friday the Thirteenth shirt. I did oh. not mean to do that with it, but it showed up, and it was just a little bit too too small. And I was like, "Fuck it, it this deserves the snip." So you just you just cut from like a couple inches below the seam up to a couple inches above the seam up top. And then it looks like shit the first time you do it, but you got to wash it. Then it just like rolls in on itself. Oh, okay. And that's, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. See, but you know, here, see, here's the other problem. See, like you have nice yeah, Cody, I was like, why I are you don't. even asking? So, like you have that body. <laughs> like what well, is... I, no, I wear... I mean, I wear You realize you have shirt. to have toned pecs and not tits <laughs> like, like I do. <laughs> no, it's Lucas... Lucas, for clarity, all you need to do for us to feel comfortable in sleeveless shirts is instead of going past the seam, you just cut. Oh the no! Seam. Like, yeah. Oh no! I do the redneck route all the time over. with my sleeveless stuff. <laughs> That's yeah. tough, man. Yeah, poking out. That, yeah. Those are mine. Yeah, <laughs> just right here. Just yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's that's the way I do it. Yeah. yeah. You want to know why? Because I don't yeah, look <laughs> like that. Because we already said pointing at aggressively pointing at us. Know that. I look I like a level one orc <laughs> yeah. from World no, of Warcraft. No, I'm pointing at you. Sleeveless shirt. Fucking own it, bro. I'm pointing at Curtis. Fucking do it. Where is Curtis? Is this Curtis? Pointing at you. Stop it. You are to me. Curtis is down. Like a diagonal <laughs> to your right or your left. That's Lucas. No, nope, other way. Still kind of Lucas. There it is. That's, that's me. That's nope. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Curtis. That's pointing me. at uh, that guy. I'm pointing at that guy. I wish Zoom would have a consistent yeah. order of people. Mm-hmm. Confirmed Ganja and Hess is on Shutter, by the way. Hey, go watch it. Oh. Hey, like should we just do that next? Not be wrong. Yeah, maybe. I'm down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just kind of keep going with this. Yeah. Maybe fuck it, you know. Until well, uh, yeah, uh, that's a, that's the statement we should make. Until the until this shit rolls over, we're still going to keep talking about it. Goddamn right. Yeah, yeah. Until that, until until sure. the cops until the cops Wait. killed uh, Breonna Taylor are charged and all the reform that needs to happen. All real fucking reform, not this fucking like crowd pleasing reform. Actually, fucking change. Mm-hmm. Happens. We right. don't stop yeah. talking about it. So I think I yep. think that's a good stance for us to have is keep I dig keep it. talking about it. Keep doing yep. it. Yep. Keep fighting. That's a stance the Shudcast makes. God I'm sure right. last podcast and left shares it with us. I'm sure they do. Because mm-hmm. they are not monsters. We might want to fucking fight them. Yeah, but we they do. are not monsters. We want to fight. No, I don't think so. Curtis, I just wanna I just wanna take a second for to to 
tell yeah. you that I appreciate Look, you. Yeah, it's for sport. You know? it's, like, yeah. I like to beat up. I like to beat up nerds. It's that's, that's what the. It. That's what it is. I will stand toe to toe, side to side with last podcast and left to, to fight the fucking Nazis in the shirtless park. Yeah, but I will in do. the shirtless park, if we just have general beef, I'm gonna fucking whoop their ass too. Well, yeah. like, that's just we're, it. We're like, here to make each sport. other better for the fight against who our yeah. real enemy is. Exactly. Yeah. But once it's that training. fight's over, we're going to fight for Curtis. <laughs> but Curtis, I just want to say that Ben Kissel would, he would well, eat me. He would just eat we'll you. We'll see what, what happens. His have giant, you seen yes, Curtis? His gaping maw? With no issue. Yes, I have, have it, you seen we Ben have a Kissel? Curtis. Well, Ben and Kissel can go ben, fuck well, Kissel. Ben yeah. Kissel is... Fucking 6'5 reach. He does? Yeah. Is he spry? Yeah, yeah. And he's he's bigger than you. Has he eaten his own fucking toe skin? He's spry. I think that he eats his own body. I'm looking at Ben Kissel. I'm not impressed, Cody. I'm going to be honest. But until that fight, <laughs> until thank that you fight, for listening. dear listeners, thank you so much. Do you thank you for find listening. us at Shudcast. Yep, do that dance. But oh, and and do us a favor, please leave us a little yeah. star thing, we'll rate star review, thing. do the star subscribe, thing. rating, tell rate, your friends, review, subscribe, hit that, hit that. Even if you hate us, tell us button. why you hate please. us. I'm actually yeah, interested please. in that, and also yeah. Yeah, right? I, I want to hear weird, fucking, terrible Amazon reviews of our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> write reviews. We want to know yeah. why you love us or why you hate us. And Whitney, if you're listening, I still want to fucking know why you didn't write how much Whitney, you what the hated the fuck? first episode. Yeah, what the fuck? And if you are listening to this and you don't know any of us personally, uh, reach out and I'll send you money. Yep. Or I'll if you don't it. know any of us personally, reach out and we'll donate to a good cause. Oh, uh, we'll do that. Instead. How about That's that? Better. We'll give you a dollar at least yeah, for yeah, reaching sure. out. You'll still get yours, and then no, 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 don't. Cody don't, don't, will give you give so much money, money. We'll, so we'll much. Money. He's gonna give you a four K donate. <laughs> he uses them as doorstops. He's got plenty. <laughs> He's gonna give you one. First of all, do not insult the four K. I, I don't. I wish I could be there. Um, Cody's carpets are uh, made of 1080p television. <laughs> <laughs> They're wildly uncomfortable in your feet. <laughs> yeah. Cold in the morning. Cold, cold, cold. Uh, I will do no such thing. I will give you no money. I will give you no 4K TVs. However, for every dollar that Austin gives you, oh. I will donate a dollar to various organizations. Love it. Here we are. There it is. Listen to All us. All right. Thanks, thanks friends. <laughs> thanks, everybody. We'll see you Love next you time. you guys. <laughs>